Welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 10 of Family Ties. This episode is titled, How Do You Sleep? And it originally aired on December 12th, 1985. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, Phil. How are you, my friend? Good. Just having a hard time getting to sleep lately, you know, real tired. Man, yeah. I feel like it's been eight days since the last time I got five minutes of sleep. At least. At least. <laughs> Man, just keep, I keep running up and down the hall hoping that'll make me fall asleep and it doesn't work. <laughs> right? I can't imagine why adrenaline and yelling and screaming doesn't uh, fix the problem. No matter how many times I punch my pillow, sleep doesn't happen. No. <laughs> Have you ever had insomnia? I think I kind of function, I'm a functioning insomniac. I just stay awake at night. That's, but unlike Alex, I don't lay there in bed like, oh, I don't want to sleep. I do stuff. That's when I edit. That's when I get things accomplished. You know, that's when I do, if I'm doing writing, sometimes I want to just have some time to play video games. I do that at night. So when he's like, oh, it's 3 a.m., I can't sleep. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's when I go to bed sometimes, you know, (laughs) if I'm feeling tired at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, sometimes it's four. Yeah, you never know. It it definitely can be. I you know, and I I have the luxury of sleeping in a little bit, but I'm usually up by nine o'clock at the latest on a school day. You know, that's when the kids need to get going on stuff. Sometimes I have yeah. to get up earlier even still and I just deal with it, you know. Take a nap sometimes if you're tired. You kinda gotta do what you gotta do. I stopped fighting it a long time ago. Well the nighttime is the right time. That's what I heard a guy tell me once. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and if you think about it, insomniacs have more time to get stuff done. That's right. And he was, instead of fighting it, he should have embraced it. Yeah. He could have been doing all kinds of stuff. Looking yeah. at the stars, talking to his portrait of Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, didn't look like he got much sleep either. No. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was so weird. I love it. It was yeah. a very strange episode. It was very strange, but there was one strange part that was the best, though. Okay, well, I can't wait to get into more details about it, but we do have a little business to cover before we do. Okay. First of all, just a general reminder, if you would like to follow us on various places, of course, we've got Facebook page and a Facebook group you can join. You can also follow us on Podchaser, which we're getting more and more stuff. We've already got a review on Podchaser. Yeah, it was a fist of its kind. The fist one we've ever gotten on there, yes. You have to go read the review to find out why. On yeah. Podchaser. It's pretty great. It's, we've got people following. We've got all kinds of stuff happening. Keith and I are both on there. Janelle's on there now. Um, so you can follow my other show, Mandarin Orange Show, with the two of us. And it's great. you got to check out Podchaser. Yeah, super fun. It's uh, It's got a top eight, which you just told me about. And I'm super I know. It's like MySpace, that. like we were just talking about. Yes. Oh, the best. I think MySpace gave you ten, so we don't get quite as many in our top, but still. Yeah, that's okay. You should rotate through them. That, yeah, that's right. The ones I follow on there mostly are ones that have had me on as a host recently. So, Oh, okay. If you would like to bump off one of those top eight, you got to have me on your show. That's the rule. Dear listeners. <laughs> I wonder if it'll let you put, like, is it are um, shows from Patreon available? I don't know. That's a good question. There's so much to learn about it. Hmm. I'll have to find out. 
We'll continue our exploration of the Podchaser universe. And then, of course, if you would like to write to us, you can do so by writing to alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Just like the listener that wrote to us this week whose mail we're about to read. What? Yes. So, sneak attack. (laughs) This is fun. This is from someone you know, actually. Someone that I know as well. The subject of the email is save the lobsters, question mark. (laughs) Oh, Save the Lobsters. Talking about a couple of episodes ago here. And it is from, well, I'll read the email and you may be able to guess who it's from. It says, hi, Phil slash daddy and Keith. (laughs) But here's the thing. Just because it's from my kid doesn't mean it doesn't count. Because he actually wrote an email to alexbikinismyfriend at gmail.com. Because he was telling me, like, oh, he, you know heard the show and he was like oh i want to make this comment and i said you got to write to the email if you want me to talk about it on the show and he did it sweet so family members count yes they do always all right here's his comment he said hi phil slash daddy and keith i noticed something strange in the last episode of family ties in the episode nick wanted to save the lobsters from the restaurant which we talked about this like there's no fresh water it's all fresh water where would it go right yeah but then Luke pointed out something in addition. He said Luke, uh, Nick wanted to save the lobsters from the restaurant. So why did the Keatons eat all the lobsters instead of saving them? <laughs> Plus, they are in Ohio, so there's nowhere for the lobsters to go. It's fun writing to you, and I hope you have a good episode. Your 11-year-old writer inner, Luke. Nice. Thank you, yes. Luke. Fantastic. And such and- a good point, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I guess if they wouldn't have eaten the lobsters, they would never have had the lobster chip cookies. I know, but it is funny that they rescued the lobsters from the restaurant only to then eat them at the house. Along the way, making them suffer a little more by making them live in a bathtub for a while. So, if <laughs> anything, they just tortured them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the only thing they accomplished was eating it in a different location, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And maybe making them a little more unsanitary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well thought out, Luke. Uh, yes. Very good. Very good. So... Dear listeners, let my son be an example to you. If you would like to write to us and make a witty observation, you can do so by writing to Alex B. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty great. That is great. Cracked me up because we totally didn't even <laughs> think about that as we went through it. <laughs> no, we just took no. it at face value. Yep. <laughs> We're used to those uh, Keaton's hijinks. Oh, the Keaton's. Sha la la la. Well, shall we get to the Keatons in this current episode? Yes. Tell us all about it. Well, we open on Alex in his bedroom, and he's trying to fall asleep. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, like I said, and he just, he's struggling. He, he narrates out loud to himself how he cannot fall asleep, all the different things he's struggling with. His, or maybe his pajamas are detect, are defective. He can't think of what is the matter, but he cannot fall asleep. Which, by the way, if he has defective pajamas, maybe he needs to put reflectors on them. That might solve the problem. <laughs> that could just, be the, the, the main issue. Yeah, just a thought there. Yeah. And then he says, like, if I fall asleep right now, I'll get four hours of sleep. Which, again, many, many, many nights, that's the amount of sleep I have. Just saying. Embrace it. Man, just hold on. 
And, like I said, if he didn't talk to himself so much, he might have had an easier time going to sleep. Like, out loud talking to himself. Yeah. That, that can't, Constant. That can't help. Yeah. No. So, basically, that's that's it. That's the cold open. He's struggling to fall asleep, and he can't do it. And then we get the opening title song. So, a little different opening there. Yes. Which Oh, and one more observation before I forget. In the opening thing... In the laugh track, because it was real quiet. It was just Alex. You know, there's a lot of quiet in him trying to fall asleep. And so you could hear the laugh track really clearly. And someone had like a terrible cough in the laugh track. <laughs> and it just, it stands out now in our current times a lot more, you know. so Yes, it does. <laughs> People like that now would get shunned. Yeah, so they would, they would be escorted out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all beat a kid. So, after the uh, opening credits, we are in the Keaton kitchen, and Steven, with the assistance of Jennifer, is installing a smoke alarm. Um, which, first of all, I feel like they should have already had one there. Yeah. Like, it's surprising that... Is that, like, was that a new thing at the time? I should have looked into this. When, are, when were smoke alarms a thing? Oh, I don't know. That's a great question. Let's find because, out. Because, like... You couldn't buy a house right now that didn't have smoke alarms already installed. Not, you know, legitimately. I also thought it was funny that to test the smoke alarm, he used a match and, like, held it up to it. Instead of just putting the little, pushing the little test button that you do, you know, mm, he actually yeah. <laughs> tried to put smoke into it. So, <laughs> that was pretty, pretty interesting. So, it says that they were invented in 1890. Hmm. That was just when they made a guy stand around in the kitchen and yell out smoke. <laughs> Something smoke. started to be on fire. <laughs> 1890 by Francis Robbins Upton, an associate of Thomas Edison. Interesting. Well, I guess they had no excuse then. They must have just needed a new one. Yeah, I bet they did. Steven uh, is not that great at handiwork. We, I think we've seen this a little before, but he tells Jennifer, like, oh, no, this is a Phillips. I need a flathead screwdriver. And Jennifer's like, I'm pretty sure you're going to want that Phillips there, Dad. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then he looks at it and he goes, oh, okay, I guess you're right. So as he installs it and they test it, you know, he puts the match up to it and it doesn't go off. It's not working. And... Throughout the rest of the episode, it goes off in all the wrong times. And I also like that the alarm sounds a lot like a like a klaxon, like a, a siren more than like the beeping that we're used to. I feel like that maybe isn't the sound that they were supposed to make. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's how bad Steven is at installing things, is that he changed it from a beep to a like... <laughs> and did you notice, too, it was mounted in like that... Like, super far forward part of the kitchen? Yes, we're starting to get a little further glimpse into that spot there. Yeah, they must, have, they must have just built that new wall. Yeah, and then they're like, well, we got to use that. Where can we put that? Ooh, fire alarm. Let's use it up there. <laughs> also, Steven's work hat that he wears, pretty great. I like that he has, to, he's got like a, his flannel shirt and like jeans and a work hat to put in a fire alarm. <laughs> Didn't he have a uh, tool belt on, too? Yeah. This is a job that, like, I could do in my pajamas, and I'm not handy at all, so it's pretty funny exactly. that he needed all that. <laughs> yeah. And he needed Jennifer, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Alex comes in, and he is, he's super tired. He hasn't been sleeping. He finds out that, you know, he, he tells everyone that he got a B-, minus. he's just so tired he got a B-, minus, which Mallory is very proud of getting a B-, minus, by the way, um, <laughs> yes. which didn't make him feel any better. And so Elise is like, oh, Alex, you look really tired. Maybe you should get some sleep. And then he just, like, 
loses it, totally is freaking out. He can't, he can't sleep. And, you know, how dare she suggest that he needs to get sleep? And he's just, he's very grouchy. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor rest of the family. He's really taking it out on them. Anyway, everyone uh, starts says, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm after, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed." Speaking of being tired, and they all head off. And Alex is like, "No, are you sure you guys are all going to go to bed?" And they're they're all ready for sleep. And he's like, "Okay, all right, I'll I'll come to bed in a bit." And he's just sitting there in the kitchen. He can't sleep. He doesn't know what he's going to do. And then he comes up with the idea: who could help him to get to sleep? Skippy. Skippy can help him get to sleep. <laughs> yes. Which is fantastic. Skippy comes over and <laughs> that was the yeah. weirdest best part. It was so great. Yes, he came over. First of all, he wanted a dictionary so he could look up the word mandrill because a girl in his class told him he reminded her of a mandrill. And this was like my favorite joke in the whole thing. There was not like a ton of jokes. But my favorite joke, he's like, you know, this girl said I remind her of a mandrill. And Alex is like, well, it's a smelly baboon from West Africa. And Skippy thinks about it and goes, oh, should I ask her out? And then Alex says, go for it, you big ape. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great joke. So good. (laughs) And then Alex is like, well, how do you sleep at night? And Skippy says, well, after my mom's done strapping me in. (laughs) Which Alex doesn't like, like, she straps you in at night? What happens? Like, why? Maybe he sleepwalks. I don't know. But yeah, are you like a murderer or something? <laughs> Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> She's always alive. <laughs> <laughs> but against his better judgment, Alex asks Skippy to stay over, and maybe that'll help him go go to sleep. So, next scene we have is in Alex's room. Skippy is sleeping on the floor in his Snoopy blankets. No, <laughs> it was just very, very, very Skippy. And Alex is still up in his bed talking to himself, and he's like, oh, I can't sleep, and, you know, nothing's working, and now I've got Skippy on my floor. This is worse than before. (laughs) (laughs) He just, oh, he's such a mess. That's when he counts money to fall asleep, like we said earlier. 100, 200 million, 300 million, tax exempt. And then he's like, I've got to stop. (laughs) That gets him too excited, thinking about money. So his solution, rather than like lay there and give it a minute, because he, just, I feel like he just lays down, and if he's not instantly asleep, he's just not happy. Exactly. He gets up and he goes for a walk and listens to the radio in the dark, at you know, in the kitchen. When he goes to the fridge to get a snack, he opens the fridge door and the smoke alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> and this oh, this awakens everyone in the entire house. Of course, they all come down to find out what's going on. And, uh, oh, this is my other favorite joke, too, because Alex is like, no, like, there's no fire. The fire alarm went off when I opened the refrigerator. And Steven thinks and goes, hmm, must be the smoked salmon. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> yes, for sure. Which is just so great. <laughs> of course. Of course it must be. <laughs> yeah. No, it's got to be the smoked salmon. <laughs> so oh, everyone – Finds out uh, Skippy comes down and reveals to everyone that Alex hasn't slept in over eight nights. And then everyone's like, oh, no, Alex, you need to get some sleep. And Alex is like, what is this? A not sleeping witch hunt? (laughs) You know, everyone's just for, why don't you tie me up to a stake and burn me? And Jennifer's (laughs) like, well, while we're up. But he's just very upset. Nobody seems to understand that he just can't get to sleep. 
And now everyone else is tired. Everyone's woken up with this. And as the time goes on, next couple of days, everyone is just miserable in the kitchen because Alex is keeping everyone up. They all want him to get some sleep. They've got a rhythm down now where the fire alarm goes off, by the way, on a regular basis. And they take turns (laughs) going over and hitting it to shut it off. (laughs) Uh, We also find out that one of the nights, the reason Steven and Elise were so tired is that Alex crawled into bed with them. And he's like, I tried to do it quietly, you know. (laughs) Did it bother you? Did it bother you? It didn't help. He still couldn't get to sleep. And so finally we're... We are back in Alex's room. It's nighttime again. And he's just, he's so stressed. He cannot get himself to sleep. He's pacing. And Jennifer and Mallory come in to wish him good luck in falling asleep. You know, the classic good luck falling asleep speech. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure that is super helpful. Yes. And uh, then Stephen and Elise come in. And Elise brings him warm milk to fall asleep. Which, um... I'm just going to say all the jokes right now. I'm sorry, but I love this bit too. Yeah, no. (laughs) Alex is like, I always thought that was an old wives' tale. And Steven's like, well, your mother is an old wife. (laughs) 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 Oh, but seriously. Yeah. (laughs) So everyone offers him some help. Elise brings the milk. Steven brought him a sleep mask that they got. Jennifer offers him an old stuffed animal, and Mallory brought her geometry book for him to read. (laughs) She's like, just read that, and you'll fall asleep right away. I like that it had the paper bag cover. Yeah. Oh, I know. That was, like, so nostalgic. I I always – I would tell – you know, because sometimes if you didn't get the paper bags, you didn't have anything to cover, so you'd have to make sure your parents got the groceries with paper bags that week. Yep. Cut them up. Yeah, that was a big part of, like, being in high school. I never did my books. I wasn't smart enough to figure out how to do it. My mom always did it. Well, I think my parents showed me once, and then they're like, all right, you can do it now. You're on your own, you know? (laughs) Uh, I think my mom always liked to fold and cover books, so. I I don't know. It's weird, but it's just like one of those things that I don't don't see that a lot with, like, school books now, maybe? I don't think. Yeah, no. Because, like, Griffin's been – he brings books back and forth every once in a while, not often. So, but they do classroom sets of books now, and then you have a book that goes home. So you're yeah. not carrying that thing around like you used to, or putting it in a locker and beating it up as much. I guess, yeah. I guess it's not getting as much wear and tear. That makes sense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe you just don't need to cover it. Well, anyway, the family uh, then makes a retreat. Everyone leaves him in there, wishes him one final good luck. Stephen leaves with a "May sleep be with you." And they all go outside. About 10 seconds later, they're all peek back in to see if he's asleep yet. <laughs> oh, I'm not asleep yet. Go away. <laughs> the classic, you know, heads down the door frame. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. All in layers there. <laughs> and uh, Alex just, he, can't, he still can't go to sleep. He's punching his pillow. He gets so frustrated. He gets up and he, he walks around and he goes out in the hallway and he shouts, which once again brings everyone out into the hallway, of course, and he's like, I just can't, I can't do it, I can't go to sleep, and so Elise comes into the room and kind of talks and what's going on, and he mentions that he's, you know, he's just stressed, he's got so much going through his mind because he's worried about his future, he's worried about Ellen and her future and all these responsibilities, and he just can't sleep, and Elise gives him finally some good advice, which we kind of talked about, which is just you know, take advantage of this time. Get up and read a good book or look at the stars or whatever. And and uh, he's like, oh, that's good. And he's like, you remember, like, how you used to read to me when I would go to sleep? And 
used to read the three little pigs and she's like, yeah, I would get to, you know, page five and you'd fall asleep. And so he says, uh, you know, would you read to me, you know, tell me the story one more time with three little pigs. And so she sits down on the bed and cradles his head and she starts telling him the three <laughs> little pigs and with some input from him, you know, some, some help. She, uh, she gets stuck on one of the parts of the story. And while she's trying to remember which pig said what, she looks down and notices that Alex has fallen asleep. And she tries to get up and go to bed, and then she's kind of stuck there. So she picks up his book and starts reading it. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I was up anyway, something like that, right? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, no. and that's where we get our freeze frame. Freeze frame? Sha la la la! And that's the episode. A very strange, strange episode, but, but fun. Yes. Yeah, fun, but definitely strange. It's the insomnia episode. <laughs> yeah it was like a one of the writers had a fever dream they're like hey i haven't slept in a bunch maybe one of them wanted to deal with the after effects of when alex got addicted to speed finally you know oh <laughs> it only took him two, get to sleep. two years <laughs> yeah just catching up to you now huh buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this room looked different again remember he had painted it i guess he and painted it was all it back, back to normal again yeah he had that weird, like, armoire or hutch-looking thing over against the door, and Heidi thought that was, like, she's like, why does he have a front door in his room? And I said, <laughs> no, no, I think that's, like, an armoire or something. And then later on in the yeah, in one of the scenes, you can really get a better glimpse of it, and yeah. she's like, yeah, 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 okay, that makes more sense now. <laughs> He's not sleeping by the front door of the house? <laughs> no. After Steven slept in the hallway last week, it's all, everything's game, you know? <laughs> well, apparently the hallway's where you go if you have a problem, you know? Whether yeah. it's asleep or scream or whatever. <laughs> Set up your cot when you're mad at your wife, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like we don't see that hallway very often either. Like, I don't know if that was like a completely new thing, if we've seen that much before. I'm trying to remember. Do you rem- recognize it at all? Well, I remember from when, oh gosh, what was the episode where we had a bunch of people? Oh, it was when the baby wouldn't sleep. And remember, oh, everybody yeah. was going in and out of all the rooms all the time. And whose turn is it with the baby tonight? And so the baby insomnia episode—that's the insomnia hallway. Yes, it we is. We only see it, it when people can't sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they paid a little extra to get that uh, piece of the set for this season, so they really wanted to get their money's worth yeah. out of it. Yeah, a little piece of the kitchen and then the hallway there. And they're like, we gotta use this <laughs> yeah. stuff, guys. Yeah. Write something for that hallway. <laughs> right. I need to see some action in that hallway or else. <laughs> well, apparently Stephen doesn't work anywhere anymore because you never see uh, the TV studio. No. He doesn't ever go anywhere. And we don't see we haven't seen Elise do any architecture in a long time. No, she just brings some plans home and then kind of throws them down. So maybe they're on sabbatical or something. Yeah, well, maybe it's time. They needed a yeah. break. It's They've vacation. been working hard. Well, they just had the baby, so that's true. Yeah, it's like an extended maternity leave. <laughs> yeah, you take a couple weeks off and then go back to work and then take you know three months off later. <laughs> right. Which, uh, by the way, with all of the Alex stomping around in the hallway and everything, everyone getting up in the middle of the night, Andy was nowhere to be seen. So no, I guess he slept through it all. <laughs> His sleep issue has been taken care of. <laughs> yeah. So we've had obviously quite a few foster kids over the years, and there is one thing you don't do, and, and that's wake a baby up in the middle of the night. So anybody yeah. freaks out. Eight, nine o'clock, once those kids are in bed, you leave them alone. Silence <laughs> is the golden rule. 
once you get a child asleep, you don't mess that up. No, 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 no. That's gold. Gold. Oh, Alex. Messing things up. <laughs> poor, poor, troubled Alex. I think it's so funny that, like, I mean, obviously, like, if you weren't sleeping for eight days, that would be bad. And that might oh, be yeah. a time to go, like, see a doctor or something, I feel like. Yes. Well, they talked about a support group. Yeah, which he didn't want to have anything to do with, obviously, because he's Alex. But, like, I don't know. At, at that point, it may be, like, a medical thing. If he really, like, is not sleeping at all for eight straight days, probably see someone about that. That could be concerning, you know. Yeah, that would definitely be a problem. I mean, I joke about not sleeping much, and I really don't sleep as much as the average person. But I can sleep when I need to sleep, you know. And I can take a nap when I want to take a nap, too. That's no problem. Yeah, na- naps are good. Huh. So it says, uh, I just Googled, how long can you go without sleep? And the answer is 264 hours, 11 days. Wow, what happens after that? I don't know. It says a 17-year-old high school student back in 1965 named Randy Gardner set the apparent world record for a science fair. Huh. Eight to ten days is also um, common in other people that have experienced it. And carefully monitored experiments. Hmm. Wow. It's a, it was published in the Scientific American. So what happens after that? What if you push through that 11th day? Oh, it says that none of these individuals experience serious medical, neurological, physiological, or psychiatric problems. But on the other hand, they all showed progressive and significant deficits in concentration, motivation, perception, and other high mental processes during the, la- uh, the sleep deprivation. But once they slept, it cleared up. Yeah, it says it took one or two nights of recovery sleep. Well, I guess this was realistic then. Sha-la-la-la! Well, speaking of Andy and Skippy, we had no guest stars this week. No, no guest stars. Oh, We had Mallory scream, though, because when uh, they were all downstairs in the kitchen after the alarm went off in the middle of the night and everybody went yes. down... Uh, Mallory was standing there by the door and all of a sudden Skippy's right behind her and she screamed. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and that was a really good scream too. Like she really looked like she didn't know he was going to be there. Yeah. It was, it was either good acting or they really surprised her on, on, you know, on purpose. <laughs> either. Well, she said it's real. She didn't, you know, say his real name. She didn't call him Mark Price or anything. She just, well, just called him true. Skippy. So. That's true. So it was probably just good acting. We'll give you that. Also, <laughs> speaking of Mallory, her hair was like a wall of hair on this episode. Like it was oh so tall. Oh my gosh. Yes. Great. Yes. That took a lot of Aquanet to get that up that high, you know. <laughs> right? That's where the first four percent of our ozone layer went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see when she was falling asleep at the toaster? Like when she lifted her head, like her hair didn't move. Yeah, that's solid. <laughs> <laughs> she had a hair wall <laughs> instead of a narwhal. <laughs> oh, uh, and what about Skippy's clothes? Did you see when he comes in and he's wearing like that weird fur overcoat looking thing? And yeah, is that his like night clothes? Like <laughs> all the kids know. are all wearing their like bathrobes. Maybe that's what. You know, when Skippy gets strapped into bed, maybe that's what he wears. (laughs) (laughs) Now, someone on IMDb, you know, I always look up and get a lot of information from there. And occasionally people post trivia or other things. And someone posted a goof for this episode, which is that in the part where Skippy is in the kitchen, they said that his hat was on backwards in one shot. And the next shot, it was forwards again. 
So I didn't know if you noticed this or not. I did not notice that. I think it was too busy looking at his coat still and just being like, what is going on? That thing, Very it's going to be like 10,000 10, degrees under that thing. Well, again, you know, maybe that's padding for when he gets strapped in. He's, he can't just like do it against the skin. No, no. He would have abrasions. It could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sha la la la. So, how do you fall asleep when you have a hard time falling asleep? Any tips or tricks for our listeners? You know, I'm not a big warm milk fan. Um, <laughs> a lot of times I'll just like read a book or something, or, you know, I'll read something on my phone or something. Reading is often helpful for me, unless it's like a really good book I can't put down, you know. Yeah, no, no. You definitely want to read something that doesn't have any suspense or anything like that. Something you've read a few times. That's very helpful. Basically, anything that I want to accomplish. If I have like something, oh, I'm going to get this done, I'll try to do that because then I fall asleep. You know, because that's, of course, when I can't stay awake is when I've got to actually accomplish something. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? Any other tips, tricks? Like I said before, I definitely take advantage of just the extra time. Mm -hmm. When I actually like am laying down to fall asleep, if I'm, you know, once I'm past the, you know, if, if I've done reading, sometimes I'll even like play a little like puzzle game or something on my DS when I'm laying down. But my mom, see, my mom, much like Elise with Alex here, she taught me when I was a kid that I like to tell like a story in your mind, you know, like make up a story mm -hmm. and like, you know, cause I like to write stories and, and things of that nature. So sit there and like, just come up with like storylines, things I would want to write later and stuff like that. And a lot of times just using your imagination for a little while helps you go to sleep. So that's my tip from my mom. Nice. So I forgot. I used to do a biofeedback like a long time ago. Oh, what's that? Well, it's like a way like you can kind of trick your body into like relaxing and okay. stuff. And then, like, because I used to get headaches. I had a lot of problems. And so I went through this thing, and, and there's a couple different things that they taught me. And one of them was you concentrate on uh, muscle groups. And you start at the top of your head or you start at your feet, and you work your way the opposite way. Huh. And you think about a muscle group, and you think about tensing it and relaxing it. And then you move on to the next one. So that helps you because it's rhythmic, you know? Yeah. The second thing that they taught was something very similar to what you just mentioned, and that made me think of it, about the writing, except you like you pick like a scene, like whether it's the beach or a forest or a field or whatever it might be, and you in your mind you just you draw the outline of it and then you fill in details and you concentrate on the details and that gets your brain to like organize and to be more thought you know thoughtful kind of thing and then it relaxes it because now you've you've you're focused your brain on something that doesn't really matter in the long run huh. and so it, it allows you to relax and then go to sleep interesting and then my last trick because i did get insomnia one time and i had it for about a week this was probably i don't know five or eight years ago and i was playing the avengers lego game on ps oh yeah Whatever one we have, PS3, PS4, I don't know which one we have. So I would play that for a couple hours, and then boom, I'd go to sleep. That's a good game. I like that one. Yeah, I do too. I got to like 97%, 98%, and then we had a, an external hard drive, and uh, oh. I don't know, the kids did something to it, and it went away. Oh. So, That's yeah, we worst. had to throw it away and get a new one. Yeah. There's one puzzle thing that I couldn't solve, and it was you had to drive this RC car through like a track. Oh, I know exactly the one. I could you not get it. Oh the yeah, the flying ones and the, the driving ones, one. and that were super hard. Yes, 
I did wind up 100%ing it. What? Well, Luke and I did it together, to be fair. And Luke, nice. you know, probably did the he carried the lion's share. But, you know, <laughs> together we got through it. Well, so I had that and Deadpool were the only other things that I had to still do. Oh, yeah. All the special missions. So, I was so close. Uh, we had a Wii crash that when we lost all my progress on Wii for like 12 years. And it was such a bummer. Oh, yeah. that's a lot of time you don't get back. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's fun to play them again, but so much stuff that we had, like, you know, made or all these saved games, all of our Wii Fit data, you know, all of our Miis that we had made over the years. Oh, yeah, they're all gone. Bummer. Well, anyway. Dumb. That doesn't help you sleep. Neither does punching your pillow, though, and talking out loud. Alex really did not know what to do. (laughs) Sha-la-la-la! What's the moral in this episode? Oh, you can put all your worries on your mom. She can heal everything. Ah, that's good. That's a good one. Moms. Yeah, moms. I like it. <laughs> moms. That's the moral. Yeah. I would just, I mean, mine was much less, uh, you know, sweet. Mine was just like, if you're trying to fall asleep, stop walking around and talking to yourself. <laughs> right? Quit being a lunatic. Just yeah, relax. Just go to bed. <laughs> Right? Why don't you get out your phone and, like, you know, look at MySpace? (laughs) Yeah. Well, this was December 12th, 1985, right? Yeah. There's still one more in December, though. He's maybe too excited about Christmas. That's true. Oh, not everyone has that, or you can't sleep before Christmas. Right? What if it was Christmas Eve and we don't even know? Except you just said there's still one more. But there's that week between (laughs) Christmas and New Year's. Could be. Sha-la-la-la! Well, hey, did you get the musical reference? Oh, I don't know if I did. Remember he turns on the radio when he goes downstairs in the middle of the night, and then that's when the alarm went off and everybody came down? Yeah. They talked about Buddy Budson. So I looked it up to see if Buddy Budson was really a thing, and it it is. It's a guy. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, he's been playing jazz piano around the Detroit area for the past 58 years. Wow. He started at the age of 15 in 1973. Huh. So then he joined Buddy Rich's big band, and he toured England, Australia, and the United States, and recorded an album with them. So he's a jazz guy. He just jazzed up that whole episode. Oh, it was good. I just, I, I was out of rhythm. I guess I just didn't notice it. <laughs> you were too busy focused on why is he making every wrong choice to sleep. Yes. <laughs> you're definitely, you say you want to go to sleep, but you're not behaving like you want to go to sleep. You are not showing us. Oh, Alex. We love him. I do. He's our friend. He is. He is. And we're his friend, too. Yes, we are. You know what's really sad is we're already over uh, a third of the way through this season. I know. I know. It's it's. We're burning through these episodes like crazy. Well, I'll tell you what. That's why we had to take a break for spring break. So, yes, you know, stretch it out a little bit longer there. Not to mention there we go. vacation time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we want to get in sync with uh, where they are at the end of the season, so yeah, before summer hits. trying to line it all up there. <laughs> yep. We're doing great. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! Well, last week, I promised that if you remembered something, I would tell you something. Oh, I might have some notes on uh, four or five somethings that you mentioned. I don't know if you remember that or not, but this is your chance if you have anything you remember. I think you had promised a story about a guy who uh, got stabbed on his backside. Yes. Yes, I did. So 
we started last week talking about some stories from my post-college pre-marriage apartment. And so many things just came to mind as we were talking about it all. I didn't have time to go through it all. But I will tell you this one. So we had one roommate who was a great guy and often peculiar um, in some of his choices that he made and stuff. And uh, someone at the apartment, I don't remember who, but someone at some point had gone on a trip to Mexico and came back with a switchblade that was around our house. Different people played around with it and stuff, you know, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So one night I was out with several of the roommates and we came back into the house and this other roommate whose name I won't mention to protect the innocent also because, you know, he's on Facebook and stuff. So he may or may not hear this. (laughs) We came back in the apartment and he was on the couch near the front door. And imagine, if you will, he was kind of hunched up on his shoulders with his rear end like up above him. His pants were down, like pulled up above him, and he had a big like paper towel or something held up against it, up against his like butt cheek, and it's like filling with blood. Oh. And we're like, oh my gosh, what happened? He got stabbed in the backside with the switchblade. And we're like, how did that happen? Well, it turns out he said he was sitting on the couch and he was bored. He's playing around with the switchblade and he thought, huh, I wonder if I throw this up, if I can get it to stick into the ceiling. So he's sitting there home alone. He threw the switchblade up. It did not stick into the ceiling. And as it fell back down towards him, he rolled over to get out of the way and it stuck right into his backside. And after we were done laughing at him and making fun of him, some of the guys drove him down to the emergency room and he got stitched up and he was okay. (laughs) Nice. Oh my gosh. What a terrible decision that was. I know. Who wouldn't have done that? I don't know. He just sat there and thought, oh, I wonder what will happen there. What if this will stick? (laughs) Never thought to whether we get our deposit back or not in that apartment, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was long gone by that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the deposit was, that poor uh, owner didn't get enough. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> so I do have one more note for one more story that I hope you'll tell us. Today. Okay. Okay. The octopus and the toilet. Yes. <laughs> so one of the things that we enjoyed doing at this apartment was pranks because we were a bunch of dudes living together there you know Mm -hmm. one of the years we were there for april fool's day and this is actually it's funny it's the same guy but his girlfriend you know came over fairly regularly to visit and she was one of the you know female type people that would point out how disgusting our place was (laughs) and on top of like just our general filth the water supply there was real gross Like, the tap water that came out always had, like, floaties in it. Like, you know, little bits of, I don't know, white gunk in there. I only drank the water. I had, like, a Brita filter that my grandparents gave me, and I would only drink the water out of the filter because it was always, like, just floating gunk in it, right? Yeah, that's nasty. In fact, we we imagined the joke we had was that someone had, like, hidden a dead body in the water tower somewhere and that it was, like, slowly decomposing and coming out of our faucet. (laughs) Which hopefully wasn't true, but it sure looked like that. So You know that happened in real life, right? I think that's probably, you know, where we got the story from at the time. Either that or we are the ones that gave someone the idea for it. I can't remember what I think you guys gave somebody the idea for it because I think that happened like in two thousand seven or something. It may have well, there was also a movie, to be fair, called Dark Water with Sarah Michelle Geller, I believe. Oh, okay. 
And that, you know, is one of those like haunting movies. And I guess spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet, but the ghost that she, you know, has to like help the ghost to like resolve their issue, whatever. There was a girl that had been murdered and their body was left in the water tower at the top of the building that this lady was renting. So I don't know. It may have come from that idea as well. I don't know the order of things, but one way or another, the water there was super gross. And so our friend's girlfriend came over. It's Jennifer Connelly. Oh, Janelle just stepped in to correct me. It was Jennifer Connelly, not Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller was in the grudge, right? Yes. Yeah. I was getting those confused. That's so I actually looked it up and that movie was from 2005 and it does say it was Jennifer Connelly. So. All right. So this was after that. This was before that anyway. So that doesn't matter. We just came up with the idea, I guess. Okay. Anyway. Thank you, Janelle, for the correction there. That's good. Don't forget to listen to Janelle (laughs) on the Mandarin Orange Show. So anyway, this, you know, the water was real gross. And so she would point that out. And so one year for April Fool's Day, we went down to like the Asian market near us. And they had like Mm -hmm. all these little tiny octopus for sale, Um, you know, to eat. Right. So we bought like a bunch of them (laughs) and then put them like in the, you know, one of them was like in the sink and one of them was in the toilet and a couple in the bathtub. And then like when she came over, her boyfriend at the time went in and like turned on the water and he's like, Oh my gosh. And she ran in and like convinced him or and they convinced her that this, the water had gotten so bad that these octopus had started to come out of the faucet. <laughs> and she was like freaking out. Like I told you your water is disgusting. Look at this now. Look where you're at. You know? Oh anyway, my god! Good little gag, and she bought it for a while. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so gross. Our other best gag that we did, by the way, this is actually probably an even better one. Uh, one of the roommates who was there for a while was like paranoid about the doors being locked. Like he would go and lock his bedroom door when he's in the bedroom. He'd lock the bathroom door when he's in the bathroom. Like front door always had to be locked. Just really, really, really paranoid about locks. And so he went out for a while in April Fools, and while he was gone. We took the entire apartment and, like, trashed it. Put, like, knocked over the DV shelf so it was there. Put the TV on the ground. Took all the furniture and hid it in the closet or out on the patio. And made it look like, or in my room, like, hid it in the back room so that he wouldn't see it. And made it look like we'd been robbed. <laughs> and then we left the door oh. cracked open. And then everyone went and, like, laid down and pretended to be asleep. So that when he came home, he found the whole place, like, like it had been robbed. And we all pretended, like, oh, what happened? We've been asleep. I guess I guess someone came and broke into the place. And we stopped him before we called the police. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's nuts. Yeah. Oh, we had, my god! We had a lot of spare time on our hands, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Just looking for ways to torture each other. So perfect. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, that's what we did anyway. <laughs> so that was the fake in. The fake break in. The fake break in. Yeah, the fake in. That's what, <laughs> that's what we should have called it. That's good. <laughs> right? Should have had better branding, you know. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm here for you now. You can go back and rewrite that. <laughs> that's good. Okay, I'll let everyone know. So I looked up the story of that girl who was found in the water tank and that was at the Cecil hotel in downtown LA by Skid Row. And it was in 2013. So you were first and then Jennifer. Right. You did. Well, you inspired a killer. Wow. Oh, I wonder if that means maybe somebody that you used to live with knows more about that story. It's possible. Either that or someone (laughs) had already done it beforehand and we were just right about it. 
Oh, okay. Well, there's that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds like, um, heck. Oh, gross. Yeah. Quite <laughs> a place to live. with your water. <laughs> yes. I'm in a better place now, Keith. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. And you have a new couch, so you're really living we your do. best life. We do. have a new couch. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even tell you the name of the old couch at that apartment. It was, like, inappropriate. Oh. We'll just say that the couch, we had all used furniture that came from, like, dumpster diving. And one of them was nicknamed after the animals that were found mating on it that we then cleaned it off and took it home. Oh, that's disgusting. And no one ever wanted to sit on that particular couch. We cleaned it, you know. Sure, sure. But it was free, and that was the key. <laughs> was it a mandrel? It was not a mandrel. It was more of the feline oh, okay. nature. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, I didn't yes. buy a piece of furniture until... Oh, well, after we were married, anyway. <laughs> I did a lot of dumpster diving in college and post-college. All right. We got a lot of good well, stuff people out throw there. away a lot of good stuff, yeah. I That's will true. tell you this. I still, the pair of dress shoes that I have, when I have to dress nice and wear a suit or whatever, I got those out of a dumpster in college. I still have that same <laughs> pair. All right. Well, at least it's not some from a dead guy. Well, I mean, I don't know who put them there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, if it's a dead guy, he didn't. <laughs> hopefully, that's true. He's not they were loose when I shoes. got them, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There you go. I don't know why these stories, like, fit with this show, but it came up before, and I can't help it. Yes. Well, I, I hope you're going to think of a few more. I have one more note that I'm going to hold on to for our next episode. Okay. Hold on. There's Maybe. more, for sure. Okay, good. Hopefully, you can give us a, another story or two next All week. All right. Phil's apartment tales. Tales from the apartment. <laughs> tales from the apartment. <laughs> Branding. <laughs> That's good. See, I, I, where have you been all these years, Keith? I needed <laughs> right? you back in post college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you're here now, and we're here bringing this episode to a close. It has been a lot of fun, a very weird episode, but a fun one nonetheless. And speaking of sleep, maybe it's time I go lay down. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We're going to go to bed now. So, (laughs) listeners at home, now that you're done listening to this, you too can go to bed. Unless you're listening to this while driving, in which case, hold that and wait till you get home. That'd be better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Highly recommended. (laughs) Always recommend it. Also recommended, if you guys would please follow us on Facebook, join our Facebook group. In our Facebook group, by the way, I have posted... The documentary I mentioned on the last episode about the history of orange juice, it's like 13 yes. minutes. It's a mini documentary, you know, but very interesting if you want to check that out. So I highly recommend you join our group to find out. Yes, I'm going to check it out because I want to find out about that documentary. It's quite interesting. And I like orange juice, so. Mm, me too. And so does the Keaton family. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, if you would like to write to us once again, be like Luke and write to us at friend at gmail.com. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you again, Keith. Thank you so much, as always. And thank you, dear listeners, for joining us. We'll be back again after spring break for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is My Friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? 
And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through.